Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Trending Ticker. I'm your host, Parker Friedman. And if you've been paying attention at all to the markets today, you had to know I had to come out of retirement to talk about this one. This is the big one. This is GameStop, which we've talked about before on the podcast. And I'm not going to lie. I never thought I'd be saying this. GameStop is at $180. It was at 20 last week. Today alone, we had an over 100% move. Today alone, we traded more than 160 million shares, and we're still ongoing. It was a 134% move today. What the rationale behind this, other than this Wall Street bets thing, which we'll get into in a second, is beyond me. I'm waiting for the, the, the hammer to drop and this thing to fall every second. And no, it just keeps going up. And, you know, I'm here. I compl- I've been on here before. It's been a couple months since I've been here. But I've been on here before complaining about the disconnect between the economy and the markets. And I think this is finally just the, be- the biggest example of Parker's right. There's a huge disconnect. We have employment at 6%. Unemployment at 6%. Excuse me. We have a retailer who's dying, who's going the way of Blockbuster, and it's up 134% in the day. So let's talk about what happened, what this whole story is, and I guess what it means for the markets. I, it scares me if we're being completely upfront and honest with you. I think this is the epitome me, of a bubble. Like, this is a bubble. This is, this is the pure sign of the bubble. This is like 2000s on steroids and crack cocaine at the exact same time. It's terrifying. So let's get into it. Wall Street bets a Reddit page. Quite like Reddit, not a huge Reddit guy. I don't really know much about Reddit, but it's a Reddit page. For whatever happens on Reddit, it's on a Reddit. And they all decided that they are going to go long GameStop because it's the number one shorted stock on the market. It's got a short interest of 103%. Now, for those of you who may not know what shorting a stock is, I'm going to give you the most simplified answer I can. It is kind of a complicated process. Basically, it's profiting as the stock goes down. You, as a shorter, borrow the shares at a high price and then buy them back at a low price, and you capture the the price movement in there, and that's your profit. So what happens is when these huge short volumes, short interest, which is basically how much of the overall float of shares in the market is being shorted. When 103% shares, that's a huge short. And what can happen is called a short squeeze. Now, bear with me. I'm going to be all over the place with this. This is a confusing topic, and I'm a little riled up about it all because I've had to sit here and watch some ridiculous, damn near bankrupt company go up 100%. So what happens in a short squeeze is you have – this, these hedge funds, these institutional investors shorting the stock. When you short a stock, you have to have your borrowing shares, so you have to have collateral and you have to have margin. When they're shorting the stock, they're watching this price get skyrocketed up by these Reddit users, and they have to cover because they can't afford the margin calls. You get margin calls when you're shorting a stock, basically the bank being like, ah, yeah, because you have unlimited loss potential. It's not like when you're long a stock, if the stock goes to zero, you just lose your whole cap, your whole principal. With a short, the stock can technically go to one billion, and you just have unlimited loss potential. So the bank comes and says, "Huh, yeah, you're down like a couple million dollars. Like you need to give us some money if you want to keep shorting this to to show that you can you can hold this loss." 
So they either have to pay the margin or cover the short, which is buying the stock, which sends the stock higher. And so now you've got the mix of people buying the stock from Reddit and institutions covering their short positions, buying the stock, sending this thing to the frickin' moon. And it's just a whole mess. But I, I digress now that we have the basic understanding of what a short and a short squeeze is. I can now use those terms and talk about this. So we talk about the Reddit post. Basically, they found out that these hedge funds and these institutional investors are all shorting GameStop to oblivion. I mean, GameStop has not been a good stock for years. Obviously, it's a retail video game specialty store. And if you know anything about video games, you know now on like the PlayStation, you just buy the digital copy of the damn game. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to order it anywhere. It just shows up on your PlayStation. You don't have to wait times, you know, shipping times. You don't have to drive and waste gas. You don't have to do this, that, and the other. So GameStop has basically been dying. And, you know, I you, you could make the argument that it was going the way of Blockbuster. But, you know, in comes Ryan Cohen, founder of Chewy, who initially earlier this year, we talked about it. He bought some shares. He, he was he was starting to take a decent holding in the company. And the stock went from like four dollars to twenty dollars off of him buying pieces of the company, possibly turning into an e-commerce thing. And then a partnership with Microsoft, which made things a little interesting. Like, oh, you know what? This might not be a terrible buy. Maybe he'll figure something out. I still don't understand the thesis around it. I like Ryan Cohen. I thought at first, like, oh, interesting, maybe, possibly. But, you know, you really, more you look into it, there's really no thesis. I, I don't know what the thesis to buy GameStop is, but uh, apparently these Reddit users do. So the mixture between those two things sent it up to 20. And then this Reddit thing. And what this Reddit thing seems to me now, I haven't looked on Reddit. I haven't really done any research on the Reddit side of it because I don't, I don't care enough to. I hate financial media like that when it's just pumping and pumping and pumping a stock. But from my understanding is this Reddit thing is like an entitlement type of protest against establishment finance. You know, and they even wrote a letter today to CNBC, basically bashing CNBC for cowtailing to large investors. And, and let me just, let me read you this letter. This is from the, I guess the head of Wall Street Bets on Reddit. I think he's got a bunch of Pokemon up in his, I don't understand what any of this means, but so an open letter to CNBC. Before you spend another day hosting your shill hedge fund buddies to come on air and demonize Reddit slash Wall Street Bets, I hope you read this. Your contentment for the retail investor, parentheses, your audience, is palpable. And if you don't get it together, you'll lose an entire generation of new investors. I keep thinking about these funds that are short stocks like Game, GameStop, like your boys at Melvin Capital, slash your coverage of this subreddit, and I'm getting madder and madder. These funds can manipulate the market via network and via the, your network, and if they screw up big because they don't know the basics of portfolio risk 101 in position sizing. So let's time out there. So instantly this guy thinks he's an expert on portfolio risk and position sizing compared to, you know, billion dollar hedge fund managers. So right there is your entitlement part of it. That's just a mistake. That's just wrong. He's not more positioned, knows more than hedge fund managers. They just don't. I'm sorry. I know you want to, to be positive about people and you want to think they're intelligent people, but there's just no way on the face of the planet that this random Reddit user, unless he is 
secretly some big name investor, which we'll get into my two conspiracy theories about this whole thing. There's no way he's more knowledgeable than I think it's Stephen Cohen, who is the or not. Yeah, I think it's Stephen Cohen, who's the head fund manager of Melvin Capital. I could be wrong. It's connected to someone big. Anyways, they get a bailout from their billionaire friends at Citadel, which happened yesterday. So that let's pause there and let's discuss that. Melvin Capital, a huge short position in GameStop. They're like desperate for money because they have to they have margin calls they have to make. And their friends from the Citadel, Citadel Capital, basically bailed them out and gave it to them because they, they I think they had a short position in GameStop, too. And I think they wanted it to be successful. But I digress. Then they have the nerve to turn us into public enemy number one just because we believe in an underdog company getting a second chance. Pause. GameStop is not an underdog company. GameStop was a giant retailer for a long, long period of time. And GameStop is not getting a second chance. There is no second chance for GameStop. There's not one thing that GameStop can do to compete with Sony. They're partnered with Microsoft now. So I guess maybe if they like make it so Xbox, what's the new Xbox? Xbox games are exclusively like only sold at GameStop. There's no way they can compete. There's just not. I'm sorry. GameStop doesn't deserve a second chance because there's just no way they can get a second chance. Again, so we don't have billionaires to bail us out when we mess up our portfolio risk and position goes against us. We can't go on TV and make attempts to manipulate millions to take our side of the trade. If we mess up this bad, we're wiped out. Okay, so cool. This is from just r slash Wall Street. I think I think that's the Reddit like the, the the page. Again, I don't know how Reddit works. But so let's just talk about this letter a little bit. They're talking about how the hedge funds are manipulating the market and they're so evil. And first of all, I hate that that idea that the retail, like, yes, the, the markets can, in some ways can be manipulated. And there's obviously some times that, you know, something happens. We talked about Robin Hood earlier this year where they're basically front running silver. But that's like a small percentage chance of the time. You as a retail investor, are super, 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 super small potatoes to freaking Melvin Capital. They don't care about you. They're not manipulating the market. They don't think you can even change the market. If anything, they're manipulating the market against the other guys, the other big dudes who actually can make the market change. You or I can't make the market change. I'm sorry, my $1,000 investment in company XYZ is not going to drastically change the foundations of the market. So they don't care about us. They don't care about the retail investors. They don't care about these people writing this letter because they don't. They know unless something like this happens, it can't change anything. So this happens. People are just like, oh, we're going to buy GameStop, stick it to the man. And you've become what you're complaining about. This is market manipulation, like to the definition. You are buying a stock to artificially pump it up. There is no news about GameStop that makes it worth $180 a share. There's just not. I, you could up and down the Microsoft partnership. You can talk about Ryan Cohen coming in. None of that makes it worth $180. You are manipulating this security to profit for yourself. I heard one story. Some guy turned $50,000 into like $12 million. I watched today. I was at work in the office and I told my coworker, I said, look at this. The 200, this is when the price was at $100. The $200 strike price call option expiring Friday is $4 a share. I said, that's absurd. That's so expensive for a $100 price move Friday. Guess what it's at now at close? 
$19. I would have made $1,500 if I had just bought that call option. I didn't do it because it's stupid because the stock shouldn't be up this high. But since we're artificially pumping things up now, because apparently it's okay if retail investors do it, but it's not okay for the big guys to do it. Fine. That's where my entitlement problem comes in with this, that you think you are so entitled to be able to pump up a market, artificially pump it up just because the big guy hurts you sometimes, quote, quote unquote. Like I said, Melvin Capital, Citadel, name a hedge fund, frickin' Axe Capital from Billions. They could give two shits about the retail investor, and they're pumping it up. They're, now they're manipulating the market because they think that the, the big firms are manipulating them and not allowing them to make money. And I know what some of you might be thinking hearing this big, long rant about this. No, I have not touched GameStop. I've not lost any money in GameStop. I continue to hold my covered call in Smith & Wesson, and I now own this like 100 shares of the score media to play Canadian legalized gambling, which will happen hopefully Friday. Those are my two holdings. I, and I, I have my Roth IRA with my three index funds. That, that, those are my holdings. So I could give two shits whether GameStop goes up, down, sideways. I don't care. I just get frustrated because this shows after months and months of harping on the disconnect, on the months and months of harping in trying to preach good financial technicals on the fundamentals on these companies that I've talked about. And I know I've been gone a while, but now I, I just felt like I had to speak on this. For months, I sat there and I talked about fundamentals. I talked about investment thesis, and that just all gets completely kicked out the window. And, you know, it's dangerous. These people who are invested in GameStop do not realize how dangerous this is because all they do is they put their little moon emojis next to their tweets and they think the stock's going to go up forever. I, I can't, the stock cannot go up forever. It's going to get squeezed the hell. I could see it going to it like between 500 and 1,000, which is an absolutely absurd statement to make. But when you have 103% short interest, the short squeeze is going to be through the roof and it's going to be unreal. It's going to be like something we've never seen before. So I could see it going up to possibly between 500 and 1,000. Is that a little high? Maybe. But based on this move, if we get another week of this, I mean, and the thing is the hedge funds aren't backing down because they know at the end of the day they're going to win. They're going to figure out a way to win. They have the smartest people in the world working for them. They have the smartest algos. They have the smartest you know, mathematicians on their economists on their team. They are going to win at the end of the day. And the little guy is going to get hurt because there's someone – who, you know, might not be, maybe he's a little young. I'm not going to call anyone uneducated. Let's just say they're young. Like a 15-year-old kid. That's when I started investing. 15-year-old kid decides he's going to put all his money that he just saved up into GameStop. What happens when the hedge fund wins then? And he bought it at 180. That kid just lost all his money. I mean, it's not going to go to zero, but you know what I mean. So, this is the problem I have with stuff like this. I have no problem with this like protest. I even said to my coworker today, I'm like, why didn't Occupy Wall Street just do this when they were protesting Wall Street? Like, why didn't they just do that? But, you know, obviously technology was different and, you know, the, the sophistication around trading is a lot more heavy now. I'm pretty sure you probably had to be an accredited investor back then to trade things like options, which is a whole nother rant that I could go on. How much are options disclosure agreements in this country needs to be fixed. I can set up a Robinhood account right now, say I have zero experience investing and still be able to trade options. That's absurd. That should not be allowed. That's how people get hurt. 
That's how we lose the life tragically of a kid who's in college because he thought he lost $800,000 when in reality he lost nowhere near that. That's what happens when that type of stuff goes on. So that's a whole other issue. But my biggest beef is just that they feel so entitled that they can manipulate the market and they don't want the big guys to do it against them. I, I mean, I'm not here being a corporate shill or anything like that. I just think it's kind of funny. You're becoming exactly what you harped against. And it's literally the definition of market manipulation, what you're doing. You're getting a gang of people to buy one stock for no other reason other than to pump the price up to go against the big guys. And like I said, they're just going to win in the end. It's just not good for retail investors. And again, it just shows we're on the side of a bubble when people are just speculatively investing in these crap shit shit companies i'm sorry gamestop's not a good company it's a shit company when people start investing in shit companies it's like the 2000 tech bubble all again it's like pets.com all again was pets.com a good company obviously not it went bankrupt gamestop was on the verge of bankruptcy until ryan cohen stepped in so it's a shit company it doesn't deserve to be this high you're manipulating the market to get it up this high and then claiming that you're doing the right thing because oh but the big guys do it no market manipulation period is wrong so now that we've gotten that all the way, what do I think is going to happen? Like I said, I think the thing's going to get squeezed to hell and it could easily get up to a thousand. And that's like such an absurd statement for me to say, because it, it like burns my soul that a company this bad can get up to a thousand dollar share price. And again, it just harps on that disconnect we talk about all the time. Burns my soul. Like the, the, the depths of my soul hurt, like trying sitting here and saying that GameStop could be worth a thousand dollars a share. So I do think that might happen. I think there's a strong, strong possibility because there's te- technically no way to regulate what's going on right now on Reddit. Mm-hmm. The information's already out there. So, I mean, people already know what's going on. So it, now at this point, even if you shut down the Reddit page, you know, it's not, it doesn't do anything because the information's out there. Uh, and it's not technically, I mean, I, it's not technically a pump and dump. I guess if no one ever sells the shares, which sounds like they're really like into holding on to these shares for as long as possible, just to really squeeze these shorts, which again, it's a, I, I'll, I'll hand it to them. It's a very good way to protest. And whoever thought about it is an absolute genius. I'm not going to sit here and deny that whoever thought this grand scheme of us shoving it to the big guy in this way, isn't a genius. They're a genius. It's, and that's, we'll talk about my two conspiracy theories about it, but I mean, that's like some high level stuff. So I do think it's going to end up getting short squeezed to hell. And, I, you know, if these people are really so dedicated to holding on to it, I I guess it will probably just stay up there. Once the shorts are squeezed out, I guess it'll just stay up there. It'll just be an unrealistic share price and no one will ever buy it. And maybe there'll be like one big sell off day. I don't think it will ever. It, I mean, it might approach back down to what it was last week at like $20 a share, but it would take a while. I think it sounds like they're really dedicated to holding it. And they like really believe in Ryan Cohen and, I don't know. It's just a bad company and I don't know what Ryan Cohen can do, but yeah. So that's my prediction. I think by the end of next week, it's a five or $500 to a thousand dollar stock. And for no other reason, other than these people are just going to keep buying and keep holding. And what's happening with the price now is a, it's getting so expensive. Little guys can't afford it. So right there, you're already seeing the disconnect of these people who are like, Oh, little guys, we're going to win. No, the little guys are outpriced. No one's buying any significant, amount of a little guy isn't buying any significant amount of a stock that's $180. That's 
you know, I don't know, the quick math off the top of my head, I think that's $18,000 for one, 100 shares. That's absurd. No one, no little quote unquote little guys affording that. So again, that there's a, a little bit of a disconnect and that's their entitlement speaking, but you know, so there's that. So when what's happening with the price right now is people are putting in buy orders and because it's such a small share flow, it's only like a 70 million shares and we traded 160 today. Just put that into perspective. There's only 70 million shares outstanding of this company. Since there's so few shares and people are just holding on to it, the price just keeps getting bid up because there's no sellers. Because people are just holding on to it and the price, you're not getting filled until like, you know, I don't know because I didn't try to put in an order, but I'm guessing you're not getting filled right away. There's no way. So the price just keeps getting bid up and bid up and bid up until you finally find a seller. And you could have put the bid order in at 120 and bought at 130. Like that's how quick this price is moving. So that's what's happening to the price. So it's easily going to get to $500 minimum, I think. I, you know, maybe some regulation comes down or maybe some hedge fund figures out some derivative and does manipulate the market to go down. But I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I think it's just going to be a huge short squeeze. And finally, the hedge funds are going to be like, all right, screw it. We're already down and looking bad this year anyways, because retail investors are beating us. I guess we'll just chalk this one up to them, you know, ganging up on us. And, you know, all the retail investors will, yay, we beat the hedge funds, yay. And then realize once the stock goes back down to 20, that they just lost all their money. But, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. But here are my two, like, conspiracy-ish theories on what I th what what might happen. My conspiracy, what might happen. The first one is that this thing is going private. They're going to take this thing private at $15 a share and really screw everyone. I like, I don't, I can't, I can't see what, like, I don't see what the, the end game is for GameStop. Like, yeah, cool. Their shares are worth a ton. And I guess their lies like, oh, you could definitely go and do a shelf offering and offer up some more shares, but okay. So you just do that endlessly, but then what are you going to do with all that money? You know what I mean? So I just think it's going to go private. I think Ryan Cohen's going to take them private and since they can't afford to take them private at anywhere above, like, I can't admit, like, $20 a share, it's going to go private at $20 a share. And then every single person who bought this stock off of Reddit are going to be bag holders. And I'm using your, your little Twitter, stock Twitter term. You're going to be a bag holder. And you're going to sit there and cry about how, how the big guy, once again, manipulated the market because... Ryan Cohen and Cahoots with some hedge fund took GameStop private and it's just, it's not fair and da 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 da. But I think it's going to happen. I, I, that's, that actually is probably more of my prediction than it hitting $500 a share and like staying in that range. But it's still a conspiracy because there's no information on it. So I'm going to leave it as a conspiracy and stick with my like $500 or $1,000 range end game for the stock. So Ryan Cohen bought, takes some private at like $20 a share. Now, where this could get tricky is if those Reddit bets people, whatever they are, like put their foot down as shareholders and be like, oh, no, we're not selling you shit. And all of a sudden the shareholders just own GameStop and then Ryan Cohen dumps his shares at a, a, at an absurd price of $180 and you know completely cashes out. And then literally the GameStop shareholders are bag holders because then what are they going to do? They own GameStop outright. What the hell are they going to do with it? So that's where the one thing it gets a little tricky with it going private. I, I just think that would be, just be really, really funny to me because that's like the ultimate, like, so they go private $20 a share stock instantly sinks down to that. Cause that's what the company is making it worth. And everyone's like, Oh my God, the big guy, they've manipulated the market on us again. 
after they just manipulated the market for a week. Second conspiracy theory is that the dude behind all this, the Wall Street bets dude, whoever he is, is actually like some very sophisticated hedge fund trader. And they've just completely gamed the system. They've noticed this influx of Robin Hood investors and retail investors who I'm just going to say are young. Again, I won't call them uneducated because I don't know them all. They're young. They might not know as much, but they're young. So it's like super sophisticated hedge fund guys behind it. And he's just totally pumping the market up. And he's like, huh, look at this. Look at this. I just made $15 million because you all are idiots and just bought a company that was literally going to go bankrupt like a month ago. Because I said, go buy it because it's got a high short interest and we can short squeeze the hell out of it. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious if Melvin Capital had a rat hole and the rat hole was doing this and they were just hedging their bet? How hilarious would that be? And they would never thought that it would get this big, but it did. And yeah, they're getting screwed out of their short position. But at the end of the day, the short position still might work out because if the short squeeze works, at some point, a reconsolidation has got to happen and they can just basically break even if they can pay off the margin calls enough to, you know, hold the short for that long. Now, obviously, a rat hole is an illegal term. It's basically like you I pay someone to go make trades for me. So Melvin Capital probably couldn't do that. But could you imagine if it was like some defunct hedge fund trader? That's, that's probably the more realistic of the two that's happening. And that's really the ultimate big guy shoving it to the little guy that the ex big guy just basically comes in, lines his pockets. And then because he did this, he's probably going to get hired by a hedge fund. He's probably going to go somewhere big because the hedge fund sees that and goes, he can make us money. We're going to hire him. We're going to give him some lucrative bonus and this, that, and the other. And it might even be like a secret thing. Hedge funds have to disclose what they hold. And actually, they have to disclose their shorts at all times, but their longs, I don't think they do. It's like a, a like a, a quarterly thing. So they might not have them disclosing yet. So for all you know, Melvin Capital's got like 15 million long shares in GameStop too. But that's my ultimate position. I'm kind of starting to lose my voice because I've gotten very, very frustrated throughout this whole podcast. So I'm probably going to end it here. It was an interesting day to come out of retirement. I'm happy I got to speak with you all about it. Um, as always... The opinions in this podcast are of my own. It should not be taken as investment advice. Please do your own due diligence and research before you go out and buy or sell GameStop. Um, you know, just be safe out there. Like I always say, be safe, stay investing. But really, just especially in times like this where it's looking like we're probably going to get a little more volatile in the market. Um, I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Obviously, new president of the United States, new tax plan, new tax code, possibly all these different things. Just be safe out there with your money, guys. It, you know, interesting time. I, I really don't have much to say on that because it doesn't, it's interesting. And I'm just kind of waiting for the crash to happen because I do think that eventually we're due for a correction unless the Fed keeps bolstering us up like they do. So all in all honesty, just really be careful out there and obviously stay safe. COVID's still lurking around. Um, numbers are getting much, much worse. So, you know, don't do anything stupid in that regard. But as always, guys, just stay safe stay investing. Thank you guys for listening to my now close to 30 minute rant on the GameStop situation today. I hope you guys all enjoyed. Please don't bombard me with negativity. It's just my opinion and it's not investment advice. So thanks guys.